Welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. On June 17, 1887, a ceremony was held at the Brattleboro Common to officially welcome the Civil War Soldiers Monument. Train cars from the north, south, and west delivered hundreds of visitors to Brattleboro for the occasion. The governor of Vermont attended, as did approximately 600 veterans from throughout New England. The common was overflowing with a well-dressed, orderly, attentive crowd. Guest speaker James Tanner said, As we stand here in the presence of that granite, it requires no draft on the imagination to predict that it will stand while time shall last. And to all who come here to Brattleboro, it will tell the story of the loved and the lost. His words ring true today, almost 133 years later. Unfortunately, the numbers of those soldiers on the granite and bronze monument who served and died during the Great Rebellion are not correct. In 1892, the state of Vermont published the Revised Roster. This book listed over 30,000 soldiers from Vermont who served during the war. The information was gathered during a three-year research process from numerous federal and state documents. The Revised Roster credited Brattleboro with almost 500 soldiers. Meanwhile, the plaque on the monument states that 385 men of Brattleboro served during the Great Rebellion of 1861-1865, through 1865, and 31 died in service. Brattleboro Area Middle School students began looking into this discrepancy a few years ago and have continued to conduct research in hopes of establishing Civil War soldier counts that more realistically reflect all soldiers who served the town. Student investigations have led to email exchanges and conversations with experts at the Vermont Historical Society, VermontCivilWar.org, and published Civil War historians. Finding an accurate number of those who served Brattleboro has proven to be elusive. What defines being from Brattleboro? Should those who were born here count, even if they moved away and served in another state? How about those who moved here from somewhere else? If a soldier died after being discharged from service, but died as a result of that service, should he be counted? Paul Carnahan from the Vermont Historical Society proved invaluable in helping us establish parameters concerning who should be credited to Brattleboro and who should not. A study of local papers of the time found the original count of those included on the monument were from Brattleboro's elite, those from long-term local families, and those who had family remaining in the area after the war. By researching through the revised roster of VermontCivilWar.org, various history books, and local contemporary newspapers, we found the original count missed draftee substitutes, working-class laborers who were living in Brattleboro at the time of their enlistment, and some who joined the Navy. After months of research, BAM students in the Historical Society have identified 427 Civil War soldiers and sailors born here, living here, or substituting for those drafted from here. 55 died as a result of serving during the war. We believe our list, while more comprehensive, should also be considered incomplete. Inconsistent recruitment practices during the Great Rebellion led to inaccurate assignment of some recruits to particular towns. The soldiers and sailors we have identified as serving Brattleboro and the men who died as a result of that service should be considered a minimum number. There may be others that will never be known. Looking into the lives of almost 500 soldiers who lived over 150 years ago, we found some interesting stories. On June 5, 1862, the Vermont Phoenix reported that Lorenzo Keyes, a teamster in the 1st Vermont Cavalry, was shot and killed during the retreat at the Battle of Winchester. His wagon was part of the supply line to the battlefront and was overrun by Stonewall Jackson's Confederates. The paper reported his death and said Keyes left a widow and three children. We thought he should be counted as a casualty of war, but further research of the local papers found that Keyes actually survived the attack. 
An October 1862 edition of the Vermont Phoenix reported that Keyes had been captured and held in a combination of two Confederate prisons for almost four months before getting exchanged for a Confederate soldier. Lorenzo Keyes went on to survive the war and return to Brattleboro. He purchased a milk route and made deliveries for many years. He then bought a dairy farm in southern Brattleboro and continued in the milk business until his retirement. Charles Van Dorn was part of a prominent furniture-making family in town and was credited at the VermontCivilWar.org website as having served Brattleboro. However, upon further investigation, it was found that Van Dorn had indeed served during the war, but had fought for the Confederates. It turns out he had moved to Alabama about 10 years earlier, married a Southern Belle, and served in the Confederate Army for over two years. Eventually, he was captured by Union soldiers and placed in military prison. Once it was discovered that Van Dorn was really a Northerner, and he professed his loyalty to the Union, he was released from prison. Van Dorn lived in Illinois for the remainder of the war and then returned to Brattleboro. Charles Van Dorn worked at SD Organ for seven years and then moved to Greenfield, Massachusetts to own a crockery and glassware store. He operated the store for 20 years and then retired to Brattleboro, where he lived until the age of 81. We decided not to include Van Dorn in our count. Brattleboro resident Frederick Streeter was a corporal in the 1st U.S. Sharpshooters Regiment and died in 1864. Initially, we thought he should be counted as having died while serving his country, but further inquiry led us to another conclusion. Contemporary newspaper accounts report that Streeter was actually hung for the murder of a small family in Ohio. It turns out Streeter had deserted from the Army less than five months after mustering in. He traveled west to Ohio, claimed to be a Union recruiter, and settled into the small town of Medina. While there, he married a young woman from the area, even though he was already married to a woman in Vermont. A grisly murder occurred in town as Streeter was accused of the crime. After a quick trial, he was found guilty and hung. His body was returned to Brattleboro and is buried at Prospect Hill Cemetery. We decided not to include Streeter in our count. A soldier we decided to include was Kirk Rand. He was 21 when he enlisted in the 2nd Vermont Regiment. He had been a young blacksmith and hoped to return to that trade after the war. Rand was wounded at the Battle of Fredericksburg in 1862, but decided to re-enlist when his three-year term ended. He rose through the ranks to the level of sergeant and was severely wounded during the Battle of the Wilderness in 1864. As a result of his injuries, a military surgeon eventually amputated one of Rand's legs, and he was discharged from the Army. Kirk Rand returned to Brattleboro and struggled with the ongoing nerve pain associated with the loss of his leg. He attempted to rejoin the blacksmithing trade, but having only one leg and a great deal of pain made work very challenging. Rand boarded with others in a tenement on Elliott Street. In 1869, four years after the war, Kirk Rand committed suicide by overdosing on the painkiller laudanum. We decided to include Rand in our account. Altogether, 55 soldiers died as a result of serving Brattleboro during the Civil War. 23 died from wounds, 22 died from disease, Six deaths did not list a cause, three died while in Confederate prisons, and one died of suicide. They were men from all walks of life, rich and poor, white and black. Some volunteered, some were drafted, and some served as substitutes for those who did not want to serve. As retired soldier and guest speaker James Tanner said at the dedication of the Soldiers' Monument in 1887, the monument will tell the story of the loved and the lost. We hope to partner with the town to add a plaque near the original monument, which acknowledges the 24 fallen soldiers not remembered at the initial dedication and the 46 who served and were not included in the totals. These additional soldiers include African Americans, poor hill farmers, and local working class laborers who did not make the original list. They too were the loved and the lost. About 70 BAM students did much of the research for this article. We'd especially like to thank Evie, Nora, and Skylar for their contributions. 
please join us next week for another story from our community's past.